Musgraves, the Zeitgeist. My name is Dan, and I'm the king of the leftover frittata. My name is Jeff, and I once put a single tube of chapstick on layaway. My name is Jimmy, and I used to have a stuffed walrus that used to spit walrus facts. <laughs> as soon as you did spit, in the two seconds between the next word, it spat water. I no. thought it was going to be water, goop, Spit like something weird. Slime. No, it, it spit hot walrus facts, and it was how, only how many facts? Just like three. <laughs> There's only deep. three walrus facts. <laughs> yeah. What if it, it got like... really, really deep? It's like walruses can be this weight, and they like to. I remember exactly how it used to talk, and I remember exactly when I got it. I remember my grandfather brought me to Big Y, maybe, and I think there used to be um one of those claw machines or whatever. So I got it from a claw machine. And it, the three phrases it used to say, I am a walrus. My tusk can bring me up to ice and rocks. <laughs> and then he was like, I could weigh up to 4,000 pounds. <laughs> I don't know why. Me too. It's so good. So funny. I think there might have been one other one, too. I can't remember what. It, then he used to make walrus noises. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> so good i loved it i wish i still had it dan's fun fact proves me right almost every single episode he just he just gave me a slice of leftover frittata yeah um so yeah whatever is just in his world Periphery. within the last last like 10 minutes is his fun fact 90 percent three time. days ago well then you live a vo- very boring life <laughs> if you're writing down i'm the frittata leftover king or whatever the hell you just leftover said over frittata king yeah and then you just had a frittata and then the, guys the frittata is fresh but the ingredients are leftovers yeah no i get it mm-hmm. i get it they're good all right well. it's like slop it's like my new my new version of slop <laughs> throw it all in a frittata you want to top that tot Top that top, Jeff. Yeah, you were just the type of annoying sixteen-year-old to do something like put yes, a, 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 my what is it? A roll, a tube of chapstick, chapstick. Yeah. yeah. So layaway isn't really a thing anymore. I don't no. think since the internet came over. But for all of you youngins out there, layaway was when you were like my family and poor, and you wanted to buy things but couldn't. You would go to the store and say. I can't buy this, but I'll give you a little bit of money to make sure that nobody else buys it before I can pay it off. And then I'll make monthly payments. Yeah, monthly. And usually it's like a big piece of furniture. My mom did it for Power Rangers toys because we were poor. Oh, Um, people used to do all their Christmas shopping on layaway like in the summer and then. make. Yeah, yeah. So you can do that, too. But uh, I was with my cousin and his friend and we were at Walmart and we were like, it would be really funny if we put this thing of chapstick on layaway. It's like 60 cents. So we were like, okay, but we can't laugh. And of course, we were like 14 or 15. They whatever. should have just thrown you out of the store. They should have. You. And the guy was like, are you serious? And me and his friend were around the corner. And we're like, 
yeah we're serious <laughs> so it cost 10 cents to put it on layaway right and uh, we paid with a 10 dollar bill and the guy just <laughs> looked at my cousin with a death stare like i work at walmart in 2001 why are you doing this to me and we eventually didn't make payments so walmart sent us like a slew of angry letters like your item is about to expire spending more money than the chapstick cost on postage which I want was. you to go to jail for that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like him not going to jury duty. It's just a small town crime. So, guys, this just is to pass the time. This is the first episode of a new series we're launching. New series called the Zeitgeist. So, Jeff, you initially came up with the idea I for did, this, yeah, and then I sort of ran with it for this subject. But why don't you give us like sort of what we can expect from future episodes of the Zeitgeist? Right. So, we we want to make a new episodes on Friday. So, the Zeitgeist is going to be coming out once a month, yeah. and we're pretty good with planning out like big topics, like. Last year, we planned out our Dune episode when Dune was supposed <laughs> to come out and it didn't. Um, you know, like we have a Wheel of Time episode coming out in November based on when the series is dropping. Right. So we do try to hit certain hype topics that are relevant in the cultural, cultural zeitgeist. zeitgeist, which I found out from looking up the meaning. You don't need to say cultural. The no, zeitgeist but, means cultural. Yeah, but it's just our thing. Yeah. yeah. So so we were like with these episodes, we can do, you know, looser formats. We can do things that, you know, we all like like next month. Spoiler alert. We're doing Curb Your Enthusiasm. There's a new season. We all like it. It's a way to talk about that topic that we want to talk about. And we're recording this on September 4th, and this episode is dropping the 10th. Usually, we have like two months of episodes in the bank. So this is yeah. this is quick. This is timely. We're recording the whole thing in one day. And this is to correspond with the new album that was just announced for Casey Musgraves <laughs> called Starcross. And sort of this hits... This hits two reasons why we would re- do um, a Zeitgeist episode. One of them is, as Jeff referenced, we, d- we didn't have a lot of time. This was just announced last week, right. uh, so like the end of August, and it's coming September 9th or 10th, the new album. So w- we would not be able to plan a whole episode. No, it would come, out, all the it would come out in December based on our schedule. Yeah, so that's one reason. The other reason is... I've loved Casey Musgraves for a long time. You have, yeah. But I don't know if I could sell it to you guys enough for a whole episode. So are you talking us into Casey Musgraves or are we just talking about it? I think we're sort of just talking about it. I think you're talking us into it. Well, I would love for you guys to like her. Yeah, no, like that's the thing with these new episodes of Zeitgeist. Like today, Dan is trying to talk us into it. Curb Your Enthusiasm we're already talked into. So that the format of the Zeitgeist can change. It's basically we want... I wanted to talk about Casey Musgraves. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, so that's what we're going to do, guys, uh, just to make sure we're sort of on the same page because you're not Casey Musgraves fans. Right. I figured a fun way for you to dip your toes into her music is through a little video playlist. That's sure. Basically, her music videos, there's a one or two from each album. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had you guys, I put together a little playlist, had you guys watch it on YouTube. The first thing that I showed you was her first big song. This was like well, her first you're, hit. you're getting ahead. Like, I am. Yeah, you are. You didn't ask Jimmy and I our exposure. Okay, Jimmy, Jeff, yeah. what is your exposure? <laughs> I remember you getting very into her when she started growing to popularity, yeah, when she too. was just like a straight up country singer. Mm. Um, like you've seen her live, right? I have. Yeah. Um, I remember her getting popular um sort of in the country scene but like i also kind of know that she's kind of like straight away from country in the, the 
coming years. So Jeff, I do want to find out what your exposure is, but maybe I should say this just to contextualize. So her first album uh, came out and I would classify it as like alt country. It was like a Mm. new sort of riff on country, things like that. So uh, that album is called Same Trailer, Different Park. Her second album, Pageant Material, came out and that was like a sort of hard left turn to like roots country. So Mm. like female country singers of the 60s and 70s are a huge inspiration for that album so you're thinking like right. uh tammy wynette dolly parton big time uh loretta lynn uh, that's the vibe of that album the next album golden hour is sort of is definitely takes inspiration from 70s like later 70s disco and later 70s country music, like later 70s George Jones and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but also starts to mess with pop elements like synthesizers, things like that. And it seems like that's the direction she's heading. We we have uh, a single on the playlist that is a song that she did with Troy Sivan mm-hmm. that definitely has throwback like 80s vibes, but is also very like new pop centric because it's mark ronson yeah and also it seems like the new album which is coming out uh in september Starcrossed, is gonna go even further into that i threw on a couple things from that mm-hmm. so so jimmy you haven't listened to a ton of it you just know of it through me right jeff where are you at with casey musgraves i likes casey musgraves so i'm familiar with her music uh and that i hear it like in the car um, I don't know much it's got more. Tay vibes. Yeah, it does. It's it's sim. She, from what I know, she's similar to Taylor Swift in that, like, even though she's poppy, it's not like you like. I know that she plays guitar too. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen her on the Muppet Show or something on Disney Plus where she played guitar. Um, I did watch on Paramount Plus. She did like I forgot what it was called. Storytellers maybe with Katy Perry. And I watched it because they're both attractive. That's yeah. the truth. That's why I watched it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I didn't look into it, but she either like started out writing pop songs or somebody like wrote pop songs for her. somehow they're friends in the industry and they've worked together before. Who? Her and Taylor? Her and Katy Perry. Oh, yeah. Well, Katy Perry comes from like a country background before she was famous. And I think she's worked with country pop. Yeah. Songwriters. Something like that. So I know that she she uh, that's pretty much what I know. So, yeah, I've heard all of the songs except for maybe one on this playlist. Oh, but okay. I, I never dove into them. I just am. They were in the background of your married life. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and it's it's something like where she'll put it on and it won't piss me off. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like incessantly annoying like other like ariana grande so it's pop music but it's also like very well curated well let's let's get into it yeah i mean i think what taylor swift does that she does in common is uh she has an artistic control of her career yes uh so the first song is follow your arrow it's off that first album same trailer different park (laughs) this was like her first big hit single uh i think it was like platinum which is pretty big this one the first i mean i know this song so the first time i heard it it struck me that it's as progressive as it is because yeah. just on the cover you look at her and you're like this is just a country act mm. uh modern day pop country just generic luke bryan whatever you know blake shelton um and it's very not that. it's it's very yeah. not it's you know it's like hey you could love who you want to love who cares just do what's right for you yeah kiss lots of boys kiss lots of girls if that's what you're into yeah roll up a joint yeah i mean it's nice to hear like an actual like country western song that isn't just a pop song yeah that it it feels country like it feels like 90s 80s country 
to it feels me. traditional but with like super progressive yeah. lyrics yeah she also feels like much younger and more connected to our generation lyrically than like almost all country music which is super conservative and regressive right um but on the other hand too i'm not a huge country guy so yeah. i'm just sort of like yeah me either it's, it's fine, fine. So did you have a hard time with the next song, Biscuits, because this is from her throwback album? I appreciated it for what it was. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not going to sit down and listen to it. Like, I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm super into a country mood right now. I'm going to listen to this. Dan gave us a video playlist, so I think you have to talk about that, too. And this is a parody of, like, that old style, grand old Opry. It even stops with a commercial in the middle, too, which Uh is funny. Yeah, so it's a parody of country music tropes. So, and I think that this video in particular is the reason why I wanted to give you guys a playlist. Because if I just gave you this song, you'd be like, okay. Right. But with the video, it really sells that she knows what she's doing. Yeah. This, this whole album is that. very and My wife cheap. was like, oh, he picked the silly one. Yeah. Right. And there's a lot of stuff on this album that's very, like, progressive. Like, Jeff was talking about nowadays country music is run by, like, quote, unquote, the country honks, which are just, yes. like, young, good-looking guys that sing pop music. And she has a song on this album called The Good Old Boys Club that pretty much rails against that. Nice. Yeah, I also like the banjo in this too. I, yeah, it's catchy. Yeah, banjo is always fun to hear on. Well, yeah, I I always say that like when people are like, hey, I like country, and like, no, you like people with southern accents playing bad pop music. Yes, that every now and then there's like a slide. Yeah, yes. but this has those traditional country yep. bluegrass Fiddle, instruments, yep. pedal steel guitar, yep. banjo. If I were to be into country, I would be into this. Is what I'm saying. It's so fun too. So this is the tour that I saw her on. Yeah, <clears throat> I saw her at College Street that. Music yeah. Hall in New Haven. And it was just so fun. Like everything was day glow, neon lit up. Her band was in neon pink tuxedos with yeah. LED lights sewn into them. That was the the Paramount Plus thing I watched. Her backing band was wearing like those outrageous like neon blue things. And it was like a neon cactus. Yeah, exactly. So it's 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 a throwback to a time when like this music was still fun. And it, it also it, I mean, you did mention before that Dolly. she has like Dolly Parton vibes like she has mad young Dolly Parton vibes. Yeah vocally too yep. throughout all of this really yeah uh so the next song on the playlist is from sort of the album that launched her out of just being a country artist mm-hmm. uh so this is space cowboy this yep. is the one i liked least really this really was, to me this was the most like generic current country pop song of of this playlist and of what i've heard it's of- more of like a crooner type yeah. vibe like a slow ballad i like the song probably the best off of this play i, I, get I like pun. it a lot too it's like i need some space comma cowboy yeah right. i get that but other than that it's... i think i like the music video more than i like the song too because the music video is very stylized and very cool mm-hmm. um i love the little flashes of memory that you get um, and it's like sped up and it's has a weird like distortion on it. It's also an interesting interplay, the visuals with the lyrics that yep. he is sort of like a ghostly appearance in her life. He's there and he's not. Yeah. So she writes very autobiographically. And this album is about the end of one relationship. So she used to mm-hmm. be she was in a long term relationship with the guitar player in her band. No. And so Golden Hour is about the end of that relationship and a start of a new relationship which she went on to marry that person. Okay. Um, 
and we'll that i'm bringing that up for a reason that will come up later okay but yeah i really like the song and plus i just like more like melancholy kind of country stuff mm-hmm. um even this doesn't really feel country to me it feels more of a, a pop song to be honest yeah but um i liked it yeah i think this album got picked up by a lot more like pop radio than mm-hmm. than even she probably expected right then we get into high horse which the trajectory of her career kind of follows like country from the 50s to 70s mm. where a lot of people you know including johnny cash including elvis um in the 70s they got more into disco or dance yeah, yeah. Or, or dancey or music of the time and that this song really highlights that um whenever you hear that beat that's a disco beat that boots got got right uh, and even just like the the instruments in there played a little differently, a little more electronic, dancey. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked it. it. It did. And even vocally, it had a lot more Dolly Parton vibes. She goes into that falsetto. You and your high horse. The music video is so fun, too. Yeah. Music video is great. Didn't love the song. Really? Yeah. I liked it. Um, not really into disco kind of stuff. Um, but I, well, I am. I liked. Um, yeah, I really like the music. video. Well, Jim, I, thought it was fun. I will say. uh in her defense or in defense of this album there's this is a slower album mm-hmm. so i would say there's more ballad stuff that you liked like space cowboy mm-hmm. than this stuff yeah but i do want to touch on the like the sort of plot of the music video because it's so fun because yeah she's like this woman that works in an office and she's kind of like mistreated by everyone around her because she's like a good looking woman right so the other women hate her the male bosses are sexist towards her and stuff. And throughout the course of the video, she becomes this like superhero character in her own imagination. Yes. She's like lassoing dudes and stuff. And yeah. It's just funny how she deals with the creeps. Right. Jeff, you liked the next song, Easy, when yes. I put it on, on our playlist roundtable. Uh, Let's Get Digital was my playlist. The song is super catchy. And it's, I really like the song. And I still haven't, episode? yeah. I still haven't listened to one other that. Troy Savon song. Yeah. Which, I probably should, but yeah, they so pretty we, much sound like this. We go from the seventies to the eighties in one song. Yeah. Um, you know, and this is with Mark Ronson and I really, this song is a, uh, it rips. Yeah. It's super catchy. It's a good. Song. And her voice lends very well to this style of music. Um, cause it's not a Casey Musgrave song, but it is too. Mm. It, it perfectly encapsulates the vibe of the music and the video, which to me is this like, trashy florida yeah like she's got a little bit of a southern accent but she's singing along to the radio is she type from vibe. texas she's or? from texas yeah. yeah she's from a little town called golden which is like fitting this this sounds like it's made up but anyways uh what did you guys think of the video because i love this music video it feels like a, a short film yeah it feels like an a24 movie yeah it does <laughs> this <laughs> was not on your playlist round table it one thousand percent was. was. I just it. looked at the playlist. Okay, You're well, wrong. he must. He, Dan removed it since then. It's one thousand percent on there because we talked about it. I don't remember talking about it. We talked about Mark Ronson. Yep, because he was on my playlist. Sorry, twice. Jim. You're wrong. It was on your playlist. Oh my god, this fucking guy. Sorry, Jim. it's literally the second track right there. Easy. Oh, okay. Anyways, I, I said the F word. Jim you didn't mark uh, it. What did you think of the video for Easy? I liked it. It was good. <laughs> I, I mean, it seems to be the story of two people who are like traveling sex workers. Yep. Did you get that vibe? Yes. Well, yes. They roll into town in cheap motel. Uh, I mean, it's not explicit that they're sex workers, but I've been singing this so much. And my wife, before she knew we were doing easy. this episode, she's like, 
do you really like Casey Musgraves? And I was like, it's a very catchy song. Yeah. And she's like, it's stuck in my head now. Um, also, like Jeff mentioned it before, but Casey Musgraves is very attractive. We can move on, but this video definitely highlights that. Correct. Um, and then, so when we first started planning this episode, there wasn't much information about the new album. She just dropped what it was called and she dropped this short little promo uh, for Starcross the film. Yeah, you probably could have edited this one out after the single dropped. See, I wanted to leave it in there f- for two reasons. For visual cues, because I think she's a visual artist. She's releasing a, fu- a film with the next album. I'm not interested in that at all. Okay. Well, there's also like a good bit of music in this that we haven't heard before that's not mm-hmm. in the single. That I think sort of gives you an idea of where this next album is going to go. Uh, the relationship that I talked about earlier that she had started on Golden Hour, they eventually became married and then they got divorced a couple years later. Oh, and shit. this album is a divorce album. Feels like. Oh, it. that's very Dolly Parton. Yeah. It's yeah. very D-I-V-O-R-C-E. But I think this little promo video gives you a lot of the themes of what this album is going to be. Uh, there's that moment where it's like, what if your greatest tragedy became your greatest triumph or something? It was like, like a right. cologne commercial. It sort of was. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I felt like it. Bacardi. I don't know. A lot of stuff like this seems that's pretentious to me. Like when Lady Gaga releases a 20-minute music video, that's all like, I'm Lady Gaga. Oh, I love that shit. I don't, I don't think it's pretentious. I think it's kind of cool, to be honest. I like the Beyonce short film on Disney+. Plus. Like, I didn't watch that. I like Lemonade. Like, all that stuff is cool. If you're a visual artist who's, like, worked, you know, has made a lot of music videos and you want to explore, like, the boundaries of that and yeah. push... Your your visual mean medium, I think that's an interesting thing to do. Yeah. There's some fun guest appearances in this. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of cool people in it. You guys see Eugene Levy? Mm-hmm. I don't remember. He's just like a doctor in one scene. Uh, there's some former cast members of uh, RuPaul's Drag Race that I'm familiar with. I definitely would not have noticed that at all. Uh, but yeah, and then so after we started talking about this she dropped a video for her first single justified yeah so that's on here what'd you guys think of that one definitely felt like a heartbreak country song um especially with the visuals too just her driving around the country and then you also get like the different seasons too it kind of shows that this is going through time like Mm. she doesn't really get over it and uh but then she kind of does at some point it's it's about all highs and lows and um, it follows her arc musically Yep. Um, this is, I can 100% see this being the next thing that she made after what we've seen. Right. Right. But it does also feel like growth it, to me. No, uh, yeah, it does. It, 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 and it does follow that like Taylor Swift thing, right? Cause Taylor Swift, she started out, you know, country, if you want to call it that went more towards pop and then went more towards that mainstream, like, you know, electronic stuff with reputation. And then after that did the super poppy neon album and then went like strip singer songwriter. Yeah. I think really that's sort of the course for, for this type of career. Correct. Uh, I think eventually these artists have to find a way to combine the things that they love. And I, I feel like that's where this album is headed. I think this is going to be sort of the culmination of pop sounds and country sounds for her. Um, we didn't talk about the background music too much in the in the little star-crossed promo, but it's all this like Spanish flamenco guitar mixed with like hip-hop beats, which is like, I don't know, it's sort of a cool vibe. Yeah. I'm very excited for this album. What did you guys think? Did I talk you into Casey Musgraves? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's fine. You going to check out it's, the new album? 
I'll check out the new album. I mean, album. my wife will listen to it, so yeah. I will listen to it. But yeah, I mean, I went into this and I came out of it with the same exact feelings as her. Like, you know, some of the stuff is catchy. It's fine. It's yep. good. There's nothing offensively bad in here. Like, whenever it's on, there's never a song. I'm like, oh my God, I can't wait till this is over. So yeah, it's it's fine. Yeah, I'm happy to see that there's a lot of growth and improvement in her, um, especially too, because like, although I do appreciate like the kind of throwbacks to country western stuff, but like, I do appreciate that she is going through some like personal stuff and she's putting the art out there that's coming from that. Um, I mean, it sucks that she's going through it, but it's it also and I mean, it's really good art. She can sing. She has a, yep, a nice a voice. It's a relaxing to listen to. She co-writes all the songs. I've yeah. actually seen some behind the scenes of her writing process, and it's very much like Taylor Swift. She gets in a room with like two or three people that she trusts, and they just bang out a song together. Yeah. Um, personally, like the reason why I wanted to do a Zeitgeist episode on this is because I'm super excited for the new album for all the reasons you guys mentioned. Mm-hmm. But also, as you guys know, I'm someone who uh, I have a hard time connecting with emotions in real life, but art can make me emote a lot. Movies make me cry. TV shows make me cry. I feel that, yeah. Uh, and music can make me cry. And I'm ready. My body is ready for this <laughs> one, guys. Uh, I'm not like going through a serious breakup or anything, but I can easily reconnect to those emotions. Oh yeah. And the fact that this album is being like promoted as like an album that will emotionally destroy you is very exciting to me. Uh, she's selling a limited edition vinyl box set that comes with an embroidered uh, tear towel. For you to wipe away your tears. <laughs> I was about to say, wow. it, the vinyl probably has your tears in it. Oh, it also has little uh, stick on tears that you can put below your eyes. <laughs> I mean, awesome. obviously, it's tongue in cheek and it's funny. And she's she's even acknowledged that she's joke. she's moved past these emotions at this point. But it's right. something that she was feeling during the writing process. Right. So I like that she's sort of buying into that and being like, hey, you know, music is made to express feelings and to elicit emotions. Right. It doesn't always have to be good. Like uh high horse is like fun like yeah girl power Mm -hmm. but sometimes you want to have a good cry yeah and i'm ready for that (laughs) so this episode is dropping september 9th is that correct september 10th oh the same day as the album wow so uh easy if you guys listen to this episode you should check out uh starcross the new casey musgraves album i'm probably gonna live tweet it at some point wow very cool yeah so this is fun so like i said next month the zeitgeist is coming back for curb your enthusiasm and in two weeks we are dropping our first episode of where we talked into where we revisit older topics that may be buried in the feed somewhere like uh this this first one uh, we already recorded. It's called City in Color. Mm-hmm. We talked about them in one of our uh, record roundtables, but maybe you didn't know that because you just saw record roundtable, not City in Color. It was a good chat. Dan's trying to blow his nose so bad. Oh, no, it's so good. Gr- Dude, every episode, we just recorded an episode and Dan coughed up phlegm and chewed it. It was so disgusting. <laughs> yeah, he did. You had to say it. You could have just let it go. <laughs> but these these were we talked into. We are recording new stuff, new intros, new uh, post chats. Yep. So yeah, it is new content with some old stuff that you might not have heard that's pretty cool edit it all together it's pretty cool cool we've recorded three of them so far going into november great yeah the friday initiative (laughs) (laughs) are we plugging our stuff talk me into assemble yeah find us on we don't have to do our individual stuff find us at talkmeinto.com at talkmeinto on twitter and uh, patreon.com slash talk me into you know important one. we have yeah. a lot of free stuff on our feed but if you want to support us and Even get some more 
some other stuff like talking shit. We're about to record talking shit episode nine. Yeah, yeah. Jeff is working us like dogs. The guy who didn't even <laughs> want to do any work on this podcast when we initially started is like, can we do twice as many shows now? <laughs> yeah, it's fun. Man. So it's join the Patreon. Easy. Email us. Talk me into at gmail.com. Instagram. Talk me into pod. It's all good. Find us. Listen to us. Tell your friends. We love you. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>